It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. The Utah Jazz fall to the New Orleans Pelicans. Their four-game win streak is gone. The home record takes a hit in a disappointing loss in a playoff push. We'll break down what happened primarily to the defense tonight on Postcast. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple, because let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it, and if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. Postcast is brought to you by the store, 600 South and 20th East, home of the new Locked On Ice Cream. Like it, Locked On Mudslide Ice Cream. I love it, I love it, I love it. Also, all the great other things there at the store. Well, Ron, 115-112, the Pelicans beat the Jazz. They go on a 22-2 run in the fourth quarter, and the Pelicans go into Phoenix, fall behind by 19 and win, go to Denver, fall behind by 19 and win, come to Utah, fall behind by 17 and win. I think the first tip of the hat has to go to the professionals that are the New Orleans Pelicans because, I, you know, the Jazz have a lot to play for. They've been in the midst of a lot of disarray and everything else this year. And they, they in an easy opportunity for them to roll over and wilt, the Pelicans did the exact opposite. They put the pedal down and just talk to her what she needs. Ron's wife needs something right now, so it's interrupting postcasts for a brief moment. Thanks, Justine. Better be really beeping important. There you go. Was it the car keys? Oh, it's the discount. All right, that's important. That's really important. Um, So as I was saying, I thought that was impressive by the Pelicans. I thought it was very, very impressive. Um, You know, teams like this is going through what they're going through with Anthony Davis and all that kind of thing. Especially on the road, they could just flat out give up. Well, they've already won two. They were down by, right? I mean. Yeah, could easily just give up, you know. And and, uh, I read an article today where they said this organization and this team and uh, the front office is in a total mess. And that's that's exactly where it was worded. But they're not showing it out there on the floor. I mean, what else could you ask for? I mean, they they still play hard uh, and really took advantage of something that the Jazz could not solve tonight. So what was it that the Jazz couldn't solve? We couldn't keep them out of the paint. I mean, I thought I heard this morning they wanted to channel baseline. I thought they were jumping ball side to make sure they were going to do that, would not let Randall come back to the left hand, which is tough to do. I'm just I'm convinced you cannot stop a guy like that from coming back to that left hand. And, and But uh, it just seemed like it, it just wasn't working. And when they were able to break the paint down, it was, it, it was only Rudy that they were channeling. 
I mean, uh, challenging. And Holiday did not challenge him at the rim, but he would pull up and shoot the little eight-footer, something like that, which is very, very important for them instead of challenging, I'm challenging uh, Rudy Gobert. But it was just an unbelievable win for him. They took, they took 64 shots in the paint tonight. 64 shots in the paint tonight. And just think about that. Most teams average about 83 to 84 game shots a game. Uh, teams like Houston, some of the um, Golden State teams like that take 90 or, or more. Those are some of your great teams. So if you're giving up and you're and, and teams are taking that many shots in the paint, it's going to be awfully tough to beat. Now you throw in a few three-point field goals and, and it just you know makes your makes your defense look pretty bad. The Jazz score to go up 98-84 with 9:28 left in the game. They then get a field goal from Corver to make it 100 to 89. Favors gets two free throws off a basket to make it, or a free throw off a basket to make it 103-89. So it's, it's 103-89 with 8-10 remaining. And the Jazz do not get a field goal for seven minutes. What happened offensively to this team tonight? Now, it is worth noting, Corver subbed out, Rubio subbed in. Favors subbed out, Gobert subbed in. Right at that moment, like they went to, they brought Ricky back in, they brought Gobert in for Favors. And the offense just never reappeared. Okay, my, my question here would be um, at Quinn. The fact that things were rolling a little bit now, starting to roll a little bit there with, with Favors, who you know ended up with all, most of his points there in the fourth quarter. And he ended up for the night, he ended up with, with 16. Things were rolling for Favors in, the, in that fourth quarter. Now... Do you not I don't make think that you can do it two nights in a row. I think that's, my point I think right that's what really – and then he pulls Rubio with 4.48 left and uh, goes to Crowder and brings Ingles back in the game. I, I don't think you can sit Rudy on back-to-back nights. That's the point. Uh, and, frankly, I'm not putting it on – I'm not putting it on him. But if Joe Ingles had held on to the ball – The game's over. The game's over. And the, the Jazz – we're going we're gonna to overanalyze this because of one play. If, if Joe Ingles grabs the rebound does not and does not stripped. get it stripped away, we're talking about Rudy Gobert's two incredible defensive plays and Donovan Mitchell's three amazing offensive plays as the stars coming to the game to close it out. But because Ingles gets the ball stripped away from him as he turns out of traffic by Peyton, a heady play by Peyton, and then Peyton makes the layup, we're not talking about that. Absolutely, you're absolutely right. So, I mean, that, that's that's something that that you just discussed that doesn't need any more discussion too, because it's exactly what happened. The ant question is, you got to play these guys again in two nights, and we didn't have it. We couldn't stop them at all. Uh, obviously, offensively, we weren't great in that last stretch. What what is the what do you have to do defensively there that we were not doing well? I I think they're going to look. At the film, and were the Jazz successful in half court, or were they more successful? I'm talking about offense uh, in, in transition. When, when the Jazz came back and took the lead, it was Donovan Mitchell transition game that really took the lead. But the bigger question now is it the game plan that didn't work? Uh, I would have to say so. They have to come up with something different. 
Uh, they're going to have to do something different to a couple of individual players, meaning uh, Holiday. And I'm, I'm for all making – if they get that many points in the paint, I mean shots in the paint, I'm for going underneath on everything. Make them shoot jump shots. See if well, they that was the that. game plan, right? Uh, Go under everything and so that you force them into jump shots, but they got the picks low enough so that then when they went under, they were already in the paint. Well, I'm not uh, a, I'm not in favor of too many high. Uh, the pickup point, three-point line, yeah, I can take that. But picking up any higher than that to the point where Holiday gets past you and then he gets two defenders behind him and, you know, he has options, too many options there. I like the pickup point at the three-point line, uh, and I think that would that would help them, especially if they're going underneath on every screen. So he's not a great three-point shooter. No, thirty-two percent. So that's that. Uh, it makes him do something he's not uncomfortable. And he's with. not a good clutch player either. We talked about that in the game. He went zero for four in the clutch tonight, but it's just the offensive rebound. Hold on. I mean, I think that it's not great. Hey, you're up by whatever they were. You shouldn't let. They shouldn't go on a twenty-two to two run to take a six-point lead. Jazz then fired back. Donovan and Rudy were amazing late, and then the offensive rebound changed. You, you have to be a little careful on a game like this in the analysis that one play is changing how you're viewing everything. But the point throughout our broadcast tonight was that we could not get stops. They were getting in the paint at will, taking those shots in, in, the, in the paint you know, time and time again, and that they, they were just getting inside our defense in a way nobody has all year long. Impressive tip of the hat to New Orleans. Bunch of professionals over there on a team that has gone through an awful lot. Alvin Gentry's team has won three in a row now. They go into Phoenix, into Utah, into Denver, and into Utah, and win. The Jazz four-game win streak is over. We head to New Orleans and Memphis coming up. This has been postcast on the on Locked On Jazz. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.